Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Putting the countdown off early because I'm so excited for this show tonight. Welcome in to the podcast. Welcome into another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show. A proud member of Empire Media and the Empire Media Podcast Network. D Mendy here, joined as always by Johnny Foosball, John Manetton. Now, John, in my script, I forgot that the uh, Raiders had played tonight. So I was ready to say, How are you feeling about your first loss of the season? <laughs> Wow, it's almost I actually would like you to keep saying stuff like that. It's it's a very classic jinx and reverse jinx. So you're really getting ahead of yourself, you know, a two and two team getting ahead of himself. It's okay. <laughs> Did you like all the touchdowns Patrick Mahomes threw this weekend? Five touchdowns. I liked probably three of them. The other two nope. were uh gimmicks. You but, can't uh, you can't talk smack to him, man. He's all he's one of the only undefeated teams left. Until the, until tonight's over, but yes, uh, you have a couple more. I love how like more. David's like all of a sudden a Chargers fan. Like I know, <laughs> just uh, just interesting to watch if the Raiders are for real, if they can win tonight at if they win at LA, that's a pretty impressive win. They, I, I mean, they it's haven't... basically it's basically a home game for them. I think I saw like StubHub or somebody said like sixty percent of the tickets sold were like Oakland or Las Vegas. Were they? I mean, and I'm not sense. surprised. They have one of the worst home field advantages out there, but. We'll get to all that stuff later. I got to introduce everybody else here. The other people you see on screen here, of course, you see over in the corner there, we have the possession receiver of the podcast. It's the doc, Eric Mendelson. What's going on? So that means I'm valuable in PPR format. I like it. <laughs> or you're just uh, somebody that nobody loves to roster, but I guess you, you, you'll you fit the bill. You're happy. We're happy to have you here. I, but you, you're not Your fine. metaphors are always so fantastic, David. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, they're, 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 they're a bit... They're a big stretch. percent on them like the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> we also I mean, it's like, to... hey, I'm a possession receiver that wins by 0.1 points. There you go. Oh, oh, that's oh, wow, that's a oh, we're, we're gonna get dirty. I didn't know it was this type of podcast, but we'll get we'll explain that <laughs> as well. The handsome fellow you see at the bottom of your screen, of course, he is the target hog of this crew. That is the mm, Brad Stradamus, like Brad Kilgore. What's going on, man? I want to uh, I want to do my story to come clean about right now. Your story right now? Can you yeah, hold it yeah. for, for five minutes? All right, I'm sorry. You're, right, I know no, you're I, a stickler I, for this, the the rules, the schedule. No, you're good because <laughs> this is the professional tease. Now everybody's going to try to fast forward five minutes in the podcast to hear it, and I respect that. <laughs> but look, David's David's still going to be doing an introduction in five minutes, <laughs> <laughs> probably. Well, if you like my introductions, of course you're going to like the man that we also have as our guest today. We welcome in a man that fixes cars like he does your fantasy football teams. You will hear these golden pipes of his when he hosts the Dynasty Rewind podcast where the man specializes in Debbie and talks about his field goal-centric eagles. He's a husband, girl dad, 
and don't put them in a group chat on your phone or you won't get a response. Get ready for the Bauer Hour because we welcome in Michael Bauer. What's going on, man? Wish I would have known I've got, I was getting an intro like that. Thank you very much. Out of all the things that you said about me, my favorite is being a girl dad. For the record, I fix cars better than I fix fantasy rosters, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> you're, you're, the wheels might fall off your fantasy roster, but not your car, I promise. Ooh. Thank you for having me here. And I want to say, you know, if Doc's the possession receiver, he must be the Jameson Crowder of this podcast. Why do people hate Jameson Crowder? Every time he plays, the guy gets you at least double digits, right? So double That's, digit doc up there. Why why are you bashing him? Possession double digit doc. doc. Double there you digit go. Double digit doc. The alliteration. Uh. That's all for you. <laughs> Thank you for having me, guys. Excited to be here. Hey, we're pumped to have you, man. Big fan of all that you do over at Rewind. Can, for those that either have not heard of what you guys are doing or uh, that they're familiar, but you want to give the people even more, talk about kind of how you got started with Dynasty Rewind. You're the CEO of Dynasty Rewind. So it's it's a big, it's a big deal, man. So the CEO, that was uh, that was the guy's idea because I'm I'm in charge over there. It was my idea uh, to start the dynasty round. I just felt like I had. So if you follow me, yes, I'm anti group chat. Um, I just hate <laughs> my phone blowing up all the time. You know, I am married, so when I'm not at work, I just I want to focus as much as I can on my family. That time is precious. Time is something you never get back. So I will say, uh, beginner's advice for anyone that wants to start a podcast: don't grow too fast. Make sure that you structure and step everything out because you don't want to take on too much. You're going to burn yourself out and you're going to resent things later. Started Dynasty Rewind. I look at things different. I'm not afraid to go against the grain. Um, I don't like Tua Tagovailoa. Never did. Don't care where he was drafted. I don't like Jalen Hurts. Don't care where he was drafted. I don't care if he's a gamer or wow. baller. I don't care. Don't like him. And I'm not afraid to uh, to say these things. So I zig when other people zag. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. For example, I thought Dante Pettis was going to be great. The NFL didn't. So here we are. Um, but yeah, I'm not actually a Devi guy. The uh, I'm pretty much a Devi guy in my bio. That is satire uh, because <laughs> the guys are trying to get me into Devi now. So, uh, But I'll be doing a Patreon episode tonight with Kevin Coleman at the boys underscore 22. Um, oh, we hate that guy. Yeah, <laughs> not, not fans of him. I'll tell you, he's, he's a fantastic guy. We were in the 24th round of a C2C draft. I'm like, dude, I don't know who to draft. He's like, what round are you in? I'm like, this round. He's like, oh, here's a list of players that I would draft. I'm like, these guys are in junior high. I don't know how you know these guys. But, um, I'm getting into it. I love podcasting. This is my release. My wife can go and gets massages and stuff like that. I like to come up here. I like to meet new people. Uh, David, Doc, I met you guys in person. Johnny, Brad, it's great to finally meet you guys. So I love Likewise. doing it. Anyone that's say Go ahead, brother. I'll just say after your take about Jalen Hurts, I take back all the nice things they said about you. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing about Jalen Hurts. Okay, I'll, I'll do this real quick. I hated the situation he was put in. I hated the situation Carson Wentz was put in. It split the locker room in half. Uh, but as far as Jalen Hurts as a football player, I don't care how many yards. He, this is purely from an Eagles fan standpoint. He doesn't set his feet well. He routinely underthrows his wide receivers. They have a lot of speed on that team. Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager, Quez Watkins. You ran like a 4-3 at his pro day. Um, he constantly, every time he gets pressure right up the middle, rolls out, keeps rolling back, 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 back. You got to make something happen. Nick Sirianni said he was going to work on mechanics since April. That was six months ago. I'm seeing regression. I'm not seeing any positive forward movement as far as a passer. I'm just, I'm not seeing it. For fantasy, he's been fantastic, and I'm not going to doubt that. As an Eagles fan, I've seen enough. I'm ready for Minshew Mania in Philadelphia. Name a quarterback, though, with wow. more swag. You can't. 
Gardner Minshew. I, uh, no. I'm, <laughs> Come on. I'm actually surprised to hear you say that. Like, uh, all those things seem very, like, fixable long-term at least. And even in the short term, I'd rather – it's not like your team's loaded. You know, I'd rather have somebody that can make plays like a, a Jalen Hurts can as opposed to Minshew who you talk about underthrowing and overthrowing. He throws interceptions. So it's – I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to – but he takes. I, I see what you're. I see what you're saying. I, I respect that you. You want a guy with pure mechanics, but I'm surprised that you know when you have holes in your roster, you wouldn't want a guy that can make plays like a like a Hertz can. So here's the thing: they gave him a ton of speed this offseason. They did. The line wasn't great this last week against Kansas City. They did okay. He had more than enough time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's bad play calling. It's been part of it the last few weeks against Dallas, San Francisco. The play calling was much better, I thought, especially in the first half this week. But I just, you're right. Long term, these things are fixable. I don't know if Philadelphia is the, the type of city where you take a long term approach at the quarterback position. It's, fair. it's just not. I'm I'm pissed yeah, off I mean, now. Sorry about cursing. We're four games into the season. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I'm ready to just move on. Hey, listen, if he proves me wrong, I'm fine with that too. What would he you have to do? I mean? It's it's just it's clearly He's Jalen Hurts' fault. He didn't force a single punt on that Kansas City offense the entire game. <laughs> Jalen Hurts couldn't get a fucking oh. a freaking stop. Listen, it's clearly clearly his fault. Mark this clearly his I'm gonna fault. let's let's <laughs> dynasty rewind this back and yes, please. Let's let's get back on track. We could talk about this later a little bit too, but I want to get we got a pack show. We've got our week one short stories, stuff or fluff, and one of our favorite segments, of course, uh it goes. I'm on. He's on my bench, and uh, the obscure tight end touchdown of the week. A lot of great stuff. So make sure you stay tuned for that. After we'll go to our question of the week, which Johnny has not told me, so it's still going to no. be a teaser. And then our game of the week. That also uh, we know what it's going to be, but Johnny has all the questions ready for that. That you guys will know. So or maybe you don't, David. I, I'm predicting a win for me today, so I'm, I'm feeling good about it. So if you I guys are ready to the finals, so if you guys are ready to get another episode started. And man, we're here to do it for you. Let's do it! Yeah! Here we go. We got to get some headlines really quick here first. Start off with David Montgomery, Brad's superstar, David Montgomery, ranking ranking him as his RB4, I believe, before the season. But now you have an out, Brad. Now you get an out. No, not, I mean, he had, what, like 22 points before he got hurt? Dude's been yeah. killing it. No, he was at 23 carries, 106 yards, two touchdowns before he went down with the knee injury. Right now, there's no official word on the severity of the injury. Some were saying it could be a couple weeks. They said it's not expected to be an ACL, so kind of we have to keep an eye on that. Right now, obviously, I think the best case scenario, he's probably out a couple weeks. So Damian Williams looks to be the guy to step up. He had, a, I think, a bruised thigh, so they said he would play next week if he was needed to be called upon. I'm kind of interested, Brad. Obviously, David Montgomery was your guy. If Damian yeah. Williams is on the waiver wire, which he is probably in a lot of leagues, how much of your fab would you spend on him? It's a great question. Um, probably five to ten percent, I'd say. Uh, I think 
David Montgomery has he's dynamic in a way that makes you know even a negative game script he's still a viable candidate to have like a, a possible solid floor you know mm-hmm. he's gonna get those receive he's gonna get those targets out of the backfield occasionally occasionally they'll line him up in the slot um, he just has a lot of elements to his game that I don't think Damian Williams is gonna have and especially with how you know Justin Fields has looked early on I'm not sure that they're gonna be in a lot of a lot of uh, spots to lead the game which would force Damian Williams to run the ball more so I'm not super excited about any of the replacement running backs. And I'll throw another name out there. Khalil Herbert is the yeah. next guy up if something were to happen to Damian Williams. So I think you'll see That's Khalil. a fake Madden name, David. <laughs> Khalil <laughs> Herbert. It does seem that way. Teddy Bridgewater. He in the preseason. Yeah, he did. I, I think he's going to obviously get touches by its, by the fact that he's going to be the number two back now, at least for the next maybe week or two at the minimum. And we can kind of see if he's worth a stash based on kind of how we see them use him. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater suffered a concussion just before halftime in their loss to the Ravens. If he's out this week, Michael, do you think that everybody in that Broncos offense gets a downgrade with Drew Locke, or do you think a potential upgrade in them unlocking the offense? Man, I was such a big Drew Locke fan. <laughs> it's just backfiring on me. Um, we want to talk about a guy with arm talent. It's Drew Locke. It's just yeah. a head case. He loves to throw the other team. Yeah, you got to <laughs> knock everyone down. Although I will say Cortland Sutton not so much this last week. He feels quarterback proof to me because look at who he's played with in his career, like Brandon Allen, Drew Locke, mm-hmm. Joe Flacco. He's been pretty good. Um, hoping Teddy, I can't believe I'm saying that I'm hoping Teddy Bridgewater plays this week because then it's stock up for the offense. Um, obviously, if it's a dynasty league, you're starting Noah Fant. You're starting Cortland Sutton, obviously not Jerry Judy. But if it's a traditional redraft league, might not hurt you to to really look at the matchups and look at some other guys that are out there. Look at your bench. Look at the waiver wire. And there's a time of the year. Don't panic trade, people. You know what I mean. We're we're a couple weeks in. Mm-hmm. Relax. You can come back if you're a few losses down. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, good points there. There's an extra week in this season too, so people uh, are able to have that extra week of breathing. So if you're one and three or zero oh and four, you're not out of the woods yet. So, uh, Doc, I want to go to you for this next one because it's 49ers related. And you did not know their bye week, so maybe you won't know the answer to this question. <laughs> the uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo. They're 2-2, two two, Eric. You're acting like they're 0-4. They're downtrending. Well, maybe this, this was, <laughs> they need the spark that I'm about to lead to here. So, Jimmy Garoppolo revealed during his media session that he suffered a calf injury after the first series he felt. Uh, or after the first series he played, and he felt it traveled down his Achilles a little bit. He's added that he's hopeful it will be just a couple of weeks, although Michael Insider Michael Bauer filled me in today, just before we started recording, that according to Sleeper, that he still might play it this Sunday. So right now we're still kind of in the woods here. They're, I, as far as I know, I'm pretty sure their bye week is the week after this week. So my gut at this moment right now says Trey Lance plays the week before the bye to give Garoppolo two weeks to heal up here. Now, Trey Lance led the 49ers offense for the second half. They lost 28-21, but he had nine to finish nine of 18 for 157 yards and two touchdowns. Also had seven rushes for 41 yards. Doc, is Trey Lance worth picking up if he's on your waiver wire? And what do you expect is going to happen to the 49er pass catchers if he starts? So 
I think, yes, you pick him up just because of the rushing upside. Like Tim Tebow, awful NFL quarterback, great fantasy option. Like rushing Jaylen provides. Hurts. Jalen Hurts, awful uh, real-life quarterback. quarterback. I really don't think he can say that, David. I'm just kidding. I, I, don't, I don't think the 49ers pass catchers take too much of a hit because Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't thrown for 300 yards every game. But I think the running backs do. I don't think you can start any running back confidently because even when Garoppolo was healthy, they were putting Lance in for goal line packages. check will probably get a couple of looks as well. So I, I wouldn't feel comfortable rostering any of them. I might sell high on Trey Sermon right now if somebody's desperate and thinks that he's going to be the starter long term. But pass catcher is about the same. Running grade takes a, a downturn. I see the offense overall maybe going up a little bit more, but Garoppolo's good on his first drive, six for six, 70 yards and a touchdown. He has those yeah. flashes. It's more game script for 49ers than anything else. It'll be interesting to see, but yeah, that, the running backs uh, the last couple games have just been brutal. Trey Sermon has looked awful. I know his, his yards per carry wasn't bad the last game, but he does not look like anything I think many people thought when his... Are he's you worried about like, him back? I'm not because I don't think he should be the one a like if, if we had a healthy Raheem Mostert, I would want him to take the Jeff Wilson role of like the short down back, the goal line back. That's what I think he was meant to be. Not the, between the tackles that's going to get 20 carries a game and break one off. It's just not his the, game. The, the between the twenties, between the twenties. I mean, that's what I'm here for you. I'm here to pick you up when you're falling down here. <laughs> Thanks man. Uh, I am interested if, if maybe if you want to speculative, add Jeff Wilson and stash him on IR Right now, with how bad the running game looks, like he could come back and be the the running back in this backfield. That really, uh, Doc already says no. Okay, well, Jamichael Hasty, Jamichael Hasty. <laughs> I, I do like Jamichael Hasty. Yeah, he was looking uh, good before he hurt his ankle. When the Chiefs take on the Bills in Week Five, they may have Josh Gordon accompanying them in their starting lineup, according to Ian Rappaport of NFL.com. Gordon, who signed with Kansas City's practice squad earliest week, uh, has like seven percent body fat looks even leaner and stronger and more athletic than he did his last time in the league. Johnny, you talk about gimmicky touchdowns in the Chiefs offense. Could he be receiving a gimmicky touchdown in that offense? I'm sure he might at some point, but I I really, I sort of get that people want him to be what he was that one year on the Browns, but that is like almost a decade ago at this point. The man's been out of football for so long. It, it's just not going to happen. So no Josh Gordon. For Johnny, that's fair enough. But staying with the Chiefs, though, Andy Reid became the first head coach with 100 wins for two separate teams, so golf clap for him. Ben Roethlisberger crossed 400 passing touchdowns in his career. Well, golf clap for him. Will Tom we? Brady broke longtime friend and contemporary Drew Brees' NFL record for career passing yards on Sunday night, uh, leading them to a 1917 win. The 28-yard completion to Mike Evans gave Brady the all-time passing record with 80,359 yards. So, can very much congratulations. Golf clap for him. Yeah, I'll golf clap for Brady as well. But if you enjoy all the golf claps on this show and you enjoy the content Triple Play Fantasy has and want to hear more of what we got, make sure you check out all the great things on the Triple Play Fantasy Network. We've got our baseball and basketball podcast, the shows, the Super Fantasy Bros Between the Seams with Marty and Mac, the Tripwire, and many more. If you like the shorter content, we have Coaches Corners, Fantasy Foodies, and Movie Minutes all on our YouTube channel that you should be checking out and subscribe to. If you're not already, you're missing out. If you like the writing, that's more your style, your old school, you can go to tripplayfantasy.com with tons of great articles from our talented writers and stay in the know-how by following our social media at Trip Play Fantasy. When you think about the United States of America, you think about the three Bs, big business, big belt buckles, and building fantasy football rosters. 
the amount of arrogance people have for the latter could make non-fantasy players tired of hearing want to move to Atlantis. If you're looking for good, wholesome fantasy content that won't drive your significant other away, look no further than the Triple Play Fantasy Podcast, and that's no cap. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, if you're watching the live version, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> if you're watching, was that painful? Like, like I said, David, 50-50 on your metaphors. That's it's, fine. It's painful, but I wouldn't have it any other way, Davey. <laughs> I appreciate that. All right, we're going to make sure we pay our bills. So if you're on the podcast version, listen to this quick ad. If you're on the live version, we'll still be here in five seconds. And we're back. All right, so. Let's start off with our week one short stories. And we're going to, of course, we have to start with Brad because if you've been listening this whole time, I commend you for being patient. We have to go right to Brad. For you this said five story. minutes we were yeah, going to get was, to Brad. It was like 15 minutes. <laughs> That's my bad. All right, Brad, what short story are we listening to right now? Well, now it's, it's too much anticipation now. It's not that good of a story. And it's really not even a story. It's just me uh, kind of down on myself. And it's... For each week this season, I have not been able to stay up past halftime for the late game on Sunday night, and it's making me feel like I'm not even an expert anymore because I have to wake <laughs> up in the morning, I find out about the the field goal that was missed for the Pats-Bucks games. It's just, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to stay up for a late game ever again. East Coast problems. You're if, it's, a, if it's not a Raiders game, I don't stay up past halftime. There you, you, go. you get up at three or four, I forget. I get up around four. So if you get up before, you should tape the game, and then you should watch from where you fell asleep at. That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. Oh, I like that. So that way you can, before like everything comes, everybody's up and putting news all over Twitter at like 7 a.m., you already yeah, are caught yeah, yeah. up. All right, all right. I like, yep, I like here, where your head's at, David. I'm, I'm here to fix problems, not just host this show here. <laughs> all right, Michael, you got a short story, like 60 seconds, something that was surprising to you, a victory lap, any kind of thing that you want to tell the audience from week four? I actually started Alex Collins somewhere. Ooh. Non-golf clap. We are talking, this is a dart throw. Only option. Waivers were closed. I'm like, he might get me a point. He might get me two points. (laughs) 10 carries, 44 yards, and a touchdown. I think he had a couple receptions as well. Um, That game is still up in the air. He's got a couple. I think I have Waller going tonight, maybe, and he has Derek Carr. So, you know, it's jury's still out, but I actually started Alex Collins and Josh Reynolds. I had to start in one league, too. Uh, my two starting wide receivers in that league were Braxton Berrios and Josh Reynolds because every wow. else was hurt. Wait, what, how deep is this league? Um, uh, it's not, it's a standard 12 team, but we're talking 30, just 30 person league. No, it's the 12 teamer, but I mean, you should. I got to send you guys screenshots of my bench and my starting roster is just out, 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 out. And I'm looking at it like, I have no clue what to do here. (laughs) I was going to say, if you're starting Braxton Berrios and Josh Reynolds in a 12 team league, that might be the most injury prone team I've ever heard. Oh, it is. But but Berrios had a good week last week, too. So I was like, ah, maybe he'll repeat again. And, you know, Zach Wilson was throwing it all game, of course, not to the guy that I started. 
Go figure. <laughs> Man, Doc, what was your short story from week four? All right. Well, I have two sides of it. I have the thing that's pissing me off is coaches that trade up for rookie quarterbacks that then trash them. Like Matt Nagy saying, oh, Andy Dalton's going to start if he's healthy. After Justin Fields just plays a good game and they trade it up for him. And then Kyle Shanahan basically saying, Trey Lance played okay. That's why he's our number two quarterback. Okay, then why'd you give up three first rounders for him? Like, don't contradict yourself. Don't lose the locker room. But I'm going to bring out the glasses for my victory lap. Once again. (laughs) Is this another Calvin Ridley victory lap? Uh, no, it's, no, 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 no. I already won that one last week. That that <laughs> taking Zeke over Dalvin Cook thing. Andrew Erickson did not reply to me when I tagged him. <laughs> Zeke's looking good. He has a 20.4 or 5.9, 17.7, 26.6, 20. 20.3. Dalvin Cook, 20.4, 16.5. Injury, 6.4. Not looking too good. And David, the other one's for you. Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones. It's a running back battle, huh? <laughs> Check that out on YouTube. David makes a compelling case of why Ronald Jones is an RB1 or like RB11. Eric, are you ta- Eric, are you out of breath? No. That's a lot of victory lapping you were doing right there. Yeah. Just two. Just two. Um, I'm glad we can make sure that these are all sold by week four. We're a quarter of the way in the season. I hope you're David's gonna, it. David. David's going to be like week 15. And Fournette's still the starter. I mean, I'm glad you're just saying it 15 weeks through the season. Like, we still have two more weeks. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy you I'm happy you were right. Well, you know what? I think we have to combine. Michael can be a part of this, too. We have to combine to dig up everything Eric said in the offseason that he's leaving out. And then we can just put our glasses on, all of us, and be like, well, what are we going to do? I'll tell you about? right now, Tannehill is QB5 isn't looking too good. There you go. That's a good one. <laughs> There's, time. Johnny, There's time. There is time. There is time. Johnny, what's your short story? So I thought I was going to be part of Eric's victory lab just with our uh, fantasy football game that we had. And I sort of have two sides of this. So I needed like 56 yards from Chris Godwin and he, he got 55 going into the second half. And I thought there's no way he doesn't get, you know, just one catch for two yards or something. So I lost by 10 yards uh, to Eric or not 10 yards. I'm sorry. One yard lost by one yard, which when you think about it, there's not a chip in the football. How accurate are these other yard numbers? You know, I'm start. I want an inquiry now. You know, and the rest. Like, what if he got three and a half yards? I wasn't getting credit for a half yard from somebody. You know, they rounded down instead of rounding up. I really think they need to take a deep, hard look into how these yards stop the are count judged because because people don't just fall down at a yard marker. You know, they go half a yard past or three quarters of a yard past. I want credit for that in this case. And also uh, to bring David involved in this too, he had Patrick Mahomes who had two underhanded touchdowns, which I think should be half points. So I really am putting an asterisk <laughs> wait, on this win wait, for Eric. Wait, 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 David, we might have to find a new co-host because John said at halftime, if he truly does not get another yard, I will give up on fantasy. It's in <laughs> writing. I am. I am. I have the most points in the league. I'm one in three. I, I have the most points in the league by like 40 points over four games. I should be winning. Stay by the 10 course. Stay the course, Johnny. David, <laughs> David, David, do we have a violin button on there? Uh, I don't have one. Right I'm just, that. I am shocked. He couldn't get two yards to win me the game. <laughs> There's no violin, but I have this. Wow. Oh, Does that, that help? I love it. I mean, 
Like, wh- this... why run these screens to Antonio Brown? Run them to Godwin. <laughs> All right. Nobody Just... wants to hear about our fantasy teams. Let's start. Yeah, to, that's let's, true. Let's help other people. I'm. Well, I say that, and then my short story will be very quick. I've never started a league in anything I've ever done. Zero and four, and in the Scott Fishbowl League, Scott Fishbowl, oh, yeah. I'm going to be zero and four because I have Miles Gaskin, I have Allen Robinson, I have um, I, I pretty much have a, a bunch of busts on my team. DeAndre Swift and Patrick Mahomes are like the only two that have really done well. Stephon Diggs has obviously not played like Stephon Diggs yet. Allen Robinson, Brandon Ayuk is on that team. And you just it, suck. It, it, <laughs> I was I started out the year. I had Gus Edwards in there, and I felt good. I was like, God, God Gus Edwards rolling. Gus Edwards. This isn't down. quick. This this is a long story about how you're just. Uh, bad the at last thing I was gonna say is I yeah, picked up yeah. I picked up Cordero Patterson for zero dollars the week before okay. he went off a couple weeks ago, and I did not play him this week. So that. <laughs> oh yeah, you have so many options. You had you know. I know. I started. I started Tyler Cochran over him because it's tight end premium. So there you go. All right, that's my short story. No one wants to hear my soft story anymore. Let's go to some stuff or fluff. I'm going to read you guys some statements. You're going to tell me if it's something has some oomph behind it or if there's some fluff and you don't think people should buy into it. So I'm going to start off with this first. We'll do a couple of them, but then I want to get to a couple other segments here. First one, Ryan Tannehill is a QB2 the rest of the season. He's QB18 on the year right now at 18 points per game. We've seen flashes. He was the number 26 overall quarterback going into last week, but then he had a huge week three finishing at QB eight to kind of shoot him up a couple ranks here. I know he had no AJ Brown or no Julio Jones in this game, but I, I don't think he's going to finish as a QB one this year, which I had him inside the top 10 and I know doc had him as high as five. So Michael, do you think that's fair or is that, am I, we overreacting? Is that stuff or fluff that Ryan Tannehill will be outside the QB one territory this year? I think he will be, you know, with Derek Henry commanding so much volume and that's fine. Most likely where you got Ryan Tannehill, you're probably not relying on him as your your 1A quarterback, especially in a super flex. Quarterback 2 is fine. Yeah, I mean, hey, listen, quarterback 2 could also be the 13th ranked quarterback overall. So, you know, I think when people think, you know, quarterback 2, they're thinking like 20, you know, high 20, stuff like that. He's going to be fine. Julio comes back. AJ Brown comes back. Tannehill's going to be just fine. No one needs to panic. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, obviously, he's at as low as he's going to be right now. Now, when I say QB2, are we, Michael, do you think that's like 13, 14, or do you think it's going to be closer to 20? I'm thinking, like, probably, and I could be wrong, probably like the 16, 17 range around there. So right in the you know, middle. Yeah, you're going to have, I hate this term, but I'm going to use it, the Konami code quarterbacks, you know, mm-hmm. that they're going to rush. Like, Trey Lance, if he starts the rest of the season, he could bump him out. With his rushing ability, you know, there could be a guy that gets hurt. His backup comes in, lights it up a little bit. And also, Matt Nagy needs to be fired if he goes back to Andy Dalton. I just want to say that. Yeah. If Andy Dalton comes in and starts again, the owner, I don't know who the owner is, what his name is. He needs to just go, oh. you just need to get out of here. He should start next week when they play uh, the Raiders. I would love to see Andy Dalton start for one more week. <laughs> oh, that would be fantastic. Johnny, I want to stay with you for this next one, because this next one was made for you. And this stuff or fluff, the, the Saints oh. should replace Jameis Winston with Taysom Hill. Absolutely right now, Jameis Winston, first QB twenty two, and the Saints offense has looked absolutely putrid. There's, there's a, there was a camp battle. I think they did some sort of off season competition. I think he won the competition fair and square. 
second, Taysom Hill threw a pick, <laughs> like, in, like no pass attempts last week. So if you really think that throwing the quarterback through a pick and like three pass attempts is a good solution to solve your offense, then you're not paying attention. There's a lot more issues in New Orleans than Jameis Winston and his newly lasik eyes. He had two rushing touchdowns, though, didn't he? Yeah, and he can do those without being quarterback because they'll have to do these weird gadget plays where they they love to force feed him the rock when they, you know, I mean, Kamara's not having a great season, but I mean, gosh, I think I'd rather have Kamara run the ball than Taysom Hill because who normally gets four yards, but Dave, he did have a touchdown or two. Dave, who do you think is more deserving of uh, Tyson Hill's contract, Tyson Hill or Corderell Patterson? <laughs> well, I think Corderell is making $3 million a year. But I'm saying, like, if he if he had Tyson Tyson Hill's contract, who do you think would be more valuable? I mean, Corderell is definitely more valuable, but I think he's getting like, I I have a stat that um from Pat Fit Maurice of uh right now now he's on Fantasy Pros that he's right now I'm looking at it he's gotten a carry or a target on fifty percent of his snaps this year, so. He's not even playing like I think he's actually only playing like thirty or forty percent of the snaps. He's not even playing a significant snap share. He, he played twenty one of the seventy one snaps yesterday. Yeah, like he's not it's even crazy. playing a lot of snaps, but I, he's I getting a target or a carry on half the time he's on the field. I don't know why Mike Davis is even starting at this point. Like it's clear that you know Patterson can be used in all these other ways, and it's not like Davis has been like some world beater. He's pretty much a goal it, line back at this point. It's so the quads. It's the quads. It is the quads. I mean, I think many people were out on Mike Davis this year because you oh, saw yeah. him tail off at the end of last year. People were like, oh, he's the only person there. But I think a lot of people were like, whether it's competition that they saw at the time or they were like, they're going to bring somebody in. I think many people didn't expect that he was going to last the whole season, but he didn't even last a month. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you, I guess we can hop into this next one because I was going to talk about Corderell Patterson. He scored three touchdowns on three different pass routes on Sunday. He finished the day with 116 total yards, and he was a one-year $3 million free agent, probably the pickup of the year. Right now, he's, he's RB2 in PPR formats through a month. And uh, I guess uh, and Michael's uh, baby girl likes that, too. I think she's a Corderell Patterson fan, too. If only he was still running back wide receiver eligible, how much more his trade value would go up. Yeah. Um, I was going to say... Brad, you kind of brought it up, so I'll go back to you. Is is he going to be a thing this whole year? Like, are you is he worth a starting spot on your roster? You think the rest of this season, or do you think in a couple weeks he's going to be turned into a bench guy and then turn into a drop guy? Honestly, I think he's going to be a thing this entire season, and it's literally only on this team. I think the Falcons are so depleted for weapons, and they're always behind in games that it's like he has to play and and. He's their only person that's having production. So, Whoa. I, in a world how do you not I, have how do you not have weapons when you have the wide receiver one? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. except except life. for and except the tight for end Pitt. one too. Yeah, it's, it's great. Like Kyle, or Kyle Pitts had his like first good game of the season, but you know it's you can't really depend on rookie wide or rookie tight ends. It's just a steep learning curve, and you know. But Calvin you can you not. can count on. Um, gimmick wide receiver running back kick returners who just you found can. out that they're good at football for the first I mean, time apparently, <laughs> apparently he's he's the only one that's producing for them so i i don't think it's crazy for them to keep going to him i, I imagine his role is going to grow over the course of the well, year 
David, can I hop in on this? In one second. I, I wanted to go to the Bauer Hour real quick. Sure. Can you tell me if you think Cordero Patterson is going to be a thing? In your opinion, do you think that obviously people are rostering him right now and they're probably starting him right now? But do you think with his limited amount of snaps that he's getting, the insane usage, that's something that's going to be sustainable for the rest of the season? We have no choice but to think that it's going to be until it isn't. And we see this every year. You know, a lot of times people ask me, uh, Daryl Henderson was a good example last year, the year before. How long can I start him? Until you can't. And I really wish I had better information for that than that. But sometimes you just don't know. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you drafted Mike Davis, but you got Patterson off waivers, you got to roll with the hot hand. Coaches do it. Fantasy players do it too. You know, uh, Johnny, I know you're a Raiders fan. How many times or how many years have we been trying to replace Derek Carr as the quarterback of the Raiders? Yeah. Because those fantasy analysts are smarter than the coaches. Coaches don't care about your fantasy football team. You have to adapt to what they're doing. So he's startable until he's not. I did right. I did this with James Robinson all year last year. Like sometimes yeah. you just have to respect respect the production. If anything, his role will probably grow because he's producing. You know, one problem I have with dynasty players too, they always want to try to flip a player right away. Like, what should I do with when Julio was about to be traded? What should I do with James Robinson? Start him. Win games. Worry about that crap in the offseason. Win the games yeah. now, win the championship, get the money. Say that with your chest. I like it. I like that. That's very strong. There we go. Puff the chest out. Doc, go ahead. I know you wanted to hop in on this. Yeah, well, we talked about his offensive snaps. I mean, 21 out of the 71 yesterday. He ran a pass route on um, 12 out of the 44 pass attempts. But he had three touchdowns yesterday. And if you watch the game, one was wide open on a busted coverage. Another was poor tackling. Washington can't tackle, and I think that's their biggest Achilles heel. Matt Ryan stiff-arming Chase Young. The Mike Davis touchdown, <laughs> he missed four tackles on that. So two of those touchdowns, if there's any sort of coverage on there or any sort of tackling, obviously that's a good day. But I think the drop-off from three to two or even three to one touchdown is pretty tremendous. I think he's going to be a viable flex option, but I don't think he's going to be RB1, RB2. Well, he's a wide receiver, okay. right? Like He's not allowed to be placed in the RB. No, he's, he's, he's running back. Pros. Yeah, on Fantasy Pros, he's the number two running back in PPR right now. And Sleeper oh, wow. has him listed as wide receiver. Sleeper has him as dual availability, I believe. Mm. So oh, you could put him sleeper, anywhere. Sleeper is dope then. Yeah. yeah no, uh, <laughs> that's that's interesting. Yeah, that changes the question a little bit. I'd only start him at wide receiver. If it's if it's a running back, I'm not sure I'd I'd be comfortable with the volume he'd get. He's a guy he would be my flex guy week yeah, in and week exactly. out. And then if yeah. I need to move him somewhere, injuries, bye week, stuff like that, I'm fine with putting him in a standard running back or wide receiver position wherever I can. That's, that's fair. Let's move to one more here. And, Doc, I'm going to you for this one because the guy that I think you bring up every two or three podcasts, <laughs> you bring up his name. Robert Woods is not going to be a thing outside of flex play in 2021. Currently wide receiver 38 at 11.5 PPR points per game. He's got a 20% target share. Uh, it is eight percent higher. Oh, wait, than the number wait three till he four. gets that end around attempt. <laughs> I feel like you're the Robert Woods guy on this show, Doc. And I drafted him in a lot of leagues, and I regret going him over Cooper Cup. And I'm nervous because I put out uh, in you know an article that I put out from Michael Fabian, research from him and Jamie Eisenberg, that they said against Arizona, four of his last five games, he's had 18 or more PPR points. Three of those being 20 or more. So he's really routinely feasted on those guys on the Arizona in the matchups. And 
he basically got bailed out by a touchdown, but still finished with under 18 PPR points. I'm really nervous. Matthew Stafford doesn't even look like he's even looking on his side of the field when he's throwing the ball. He's force feeding Cooper Cup. Doc, I'm nervous that I can't trust him more than a flex. Is that wrong of me? Uh, I mean, I definitely am not as high on him when the year began, but he's a buy low candidate for me. I mean, starting off with Cooper Cup, he has 10 plus. Wait, hold on. Let me, let's, let's re- let me rephrase the question. Is this stuff or fluff that he's more than a flex, not more than a flex play? You forgot your own segment. David. I did. <laughs> it's fluff. I would start him as a wide receiver too. So okay. I think Cooper Cup, I mentioned last week, he's a sell high candidate. He's the only guy in the NFL that has 10 plus targets in every game. I don't think that's going to continue this season. Going into tonight, Matthew Stafford has the third most amount of passing yards. Derek Carr will probably overtake him. So the volume is going to be there. He has four, nine, six, and six. Figure in he gets a few end arounds. It's a new QB. I think it's going to take some time to develop the rapport with Stafford. We know Stafford likes to throw the ball downfield. But also figure Deshaun Jackson is probably going to get hurt at some point. And that means he's going to have to look at Robert Woods more. So I think it's a buy low candidate. I mean, we're talking about him being a flex play. It's not even like he's being a bust like Allen Robinson where he's borderline not startable. So if you can get a frustrated owner, I would take the chance on Robert Woods right now because I think it's a, a primarily passing team. You are predicting these injuries, man. Deshaun Jackson gets hurt every year. There's no positivity for everybody. Eric. He only wants somebody no, they to don't. hurt. Derrick Henry does right? not get hurt. Deshaun Jackson has a Those soft tissue hamstring. People that – the NFL is a Calvin Ridley, Calvin Ridley doesn't get hurt that often. All right, let me but throw really quick. Hurt. Let me Everybody throw some names out for you guys here. If you have Robert Woods and I offer you Corey Davis, are you saying yes or no? No. Yes. All right. No, because I'm scared of Corey Davis. He's going to be in the next segment on why do I leave him on my bench, but it's because he's Corey Davis. Offer <laughs> <laughs> uh, you Emmanuel Sanders, yes or no? No. If I offer you Jacoby Myers, yes or no? No. Yes. Nope. Oh, okay. If I offer you David's Michael on Pitt, mute and he doesn't if know. I offer... Why am I on mute? I'm I on can mute. Hear you. Yeah, I, I oh, can... he's not on mute. Thank you. your computer. If I offered you Michael Pittman, yes or no? No. No. If it was Dynasty, yes. But redraft no. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, last one. If I offered you Jamar Chase, yes or no? Yes. What? What? Yeah. What do you mean? Okay. <laughs> it's basically the definition of buy high and sell low with each of them. But mm-hmm. Robert Woods was drafted above him in drafts, so that's why I ask on that. All right. Let's move to the next segment, which uh, is one we haven't brought back in a little bit, but it's he's on my bench. And how this works is what is one roster decision that you wish you could have switched because you're pissed off you left them on your bench? Obviously, I already said mine that I left Cordero Patterson out of my Scott Fishbowl lineup, and I'm going to go 0 and 4 now because of it. John, you said you alluded to you had Corey Davis. Yeah, I just I I he's had some good games, but I just can't ever work up the the courage or the gumption to uh, slide him into the starting lineup just because I I don't like the Jets. <laughs> I just I just don't trust him. I don't trust him, and I, it, and next week, if I have the if I finally start him, he's going to do bad. So that's sort of what I've like talked myself into over and over again. <laughs> All right. I dig it. I dig it. Eric, who is your person that you wish you put in your lineup? Cordell Patterson had him in my lineup all week, went to get Chipotle, looked at my lineup. Oh, Trey Sermon's in line for an increased role. Sub him in over Patterson. <laughs> I, mean, I'm I with can't you, David. You for that. I think most people would have put Trey Sermon over Patterson once they saw that uh, 
that Mitchell wasn't going to play. But why did I keep him in my lineup until 1230? Like I should have just made that adjustment earlier. You know what I've learned is when you do, when you have something and then you switch it, always stick with what you first had. That's true. Um, Except for the times where it doesn't work out. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Brad, what was your roster decision you wish you could have back? For me, it's uh, James Conner, man. I, uh, I keep getting scared away by his running back by committee role, but he gets all the goal line carries and all the red zone carries. And that Arizona offense is just, it's so powerful that it's almost crazy not to use the running back in that offense. So um, I'm probably going to pull the trigger on starting James Conner more in the future. Yeah, I think that's a good call there. Michael, finish this one out for us. Did you make a bad roster decision? I made two, but I'll make it quick. One, I left Dalton Schultz on the bench. I started Goddard instead. He's still got a touchdown, so it wasn't a complete wash. And uh, another league, I started Naheem Hines when I should have started Latavius Murray. Did you know at the time that Murray was supposed to get the full workload? or was I know they announced that kind of late. I did see that. Um, and I'm like, nah, man, you know, Naheem Hines, he gets all that receiving work. They don't throw to the backs in Baltimore. Well, when you're fumbling and getting negative receiving yards and barely touching the ball, <laughs> I'll just, I'll just take the rushing yards and the touchdown from Latavius Murray. Also Tyson Williams was inactive yesterday. That was a little That's weird. Nice. I don't that, get That it. was a weird decision. Uh, I guess yeah. Le'Veon Bell's the guy now. Four carries. Or, or not. They hardly yards. used him. Yeah. <laughs> How yeah. is Devonta Freeman getting carries? That's that's a travesty. Thank you, thank yeah. you. It's terrible. I wonder if they're gonna they're gonna try to trade Tyson Williams. Well, not much value. If they're else. gonna keep making him inactive. Yeah, if you if you don't make him active, no one can see what he can really well, do. I think they want to preserve his value because the games that he played, he had like a hundred yards and like he he played which, well when he was playing. Which makes it weird to not not play him because he's playing better than Le'Veon Bell and Devonta Freeman. I agree. Yeah, I don't know where yeah. he goes, but it's a good point, Brad. That could be a possibility. Yeah, it must be that he's just missing a lot of blocking assignments. That he's not running the correct routes. Maybe when he's going out for passes, that it has to be a lot of the little things that people don't see because you can see the running ability. I know, there. I know, he missed a block when um, they forced the fumble in the Raiders game. Uh, yeah, in that overtime. was publicized. That was just a well. pure yeah. missed block. <laughs> Uh, let's go to one of our last segments of the night. And where's my where's my tight obscure tight end button? Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> this is our obscure tight end touchdown of the week segment. We are on week five, but I believe we only have one time one of us is correct. Zach Ertz got a touchdown <laughs> called back yesterday. That I was- said Hunter Henry. Did you last week? You say Hunter Henry? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna add that to the sheet. Okay, so we have David. I got this one. You got this one? Our guests have had zero. Johnny got one with Foster Moreau. And now Brad is on the board with his Hunter Henry call. So this segment is a a tight end that's rostered in 50% of less of ESPN leagues that you think finds the red zone, finds or finds the uh, a touchdown this week. Oh, we're just getting catches within the 20. This is so much. No, yeah, I had to amend that real quick. So we're here to help you, David, not just hope not just host the show. There you go. Uh, this is our tight end touchdown of the week, obscure tight end touchdown of the week. Michael, let's go to you first. Who is the player you think gets in the end zone? Well, can we talk about a guy that was definitely rostered last less than 50% last week? Kansas City Chiefs, Jody Forston. Ooh, Got a, yeah. one of the little shovel oh, passes wow. from Patrick Mahomes. I know that because I watched it. <laughs> it, was, it was terrible. You guys are killing me. So um, I'm going to go with Jack Doyle gets it this week. Yeah. I like that call. After uh, Moali Cox got two, and I'm pretty sure he 
I didn't check, but I was just going off the top of my head. I figured with Moali Cox getting a couple, people are probably going to be dropping Doyle, and that'll be the week that he smashes. I think he's under 50. I'm pretty sure because he hasn't done much. I'm looking right now, and he is currently 4.4. So you're good. Oh, yeah, not even close. There you go. <laughs> so you're good with that. All right, Brad, who's your pick? I'm going Tommy Tremble on the Panthers. They mm-hmm. just traded away Darren Arnold. Um, he's very athletic. He's a good blocker. He scored a touchdown a couple weeks back. Didn't do anything last week, but um, so that I means he's, he's due. He's exactly he's due. He's gonna get one. I like it, Doc. Who's your pick? Cameron Bray. Gronk's gonna be out another week. Page or Bucks offense probably gonna look better. It's his time to shine. What if OJ Howard gets him? Uh, that, that'll probably happen. Just for that, I'm Dude. gonna go. I'm gonna go OJ also, Howard. Sh- that's a good one. Also, shout out Gronk for playing with four broken ribs and a punctured lung. That dude's what? He's built That's incredible. He's built Why is he doing that? Yeah, he's, I don't know. He's, I know he could be literally retired. Yeah. (laughs) Johnny, who's your pick? Uh, Ricky Seals Jones. Oh, ah. I like that. I like that. (laughs) That's a good, that's a good one. John's going to get it. I can feel it. John, I hope so. It would be cool. The funny thing is we all act like only one of us can get it at a time because yeah. that's sort of how it's worked out. But like we all could be right. <laughs> so far, our track record hasn't been too good. We've gotten two exactly. correct. Out Zach like, Ertz got one called back. That's ridiculous. Out of like 20 guesses, two have gotten right. So our success rate isn't very good. It's a 10% success rate on these. Well, I'm I'm one for two because I missed a week. So Okay, that's fair. All right, let's get – that's why you, you missed the first few when we did it. Yeah. So that's right. All right. Let's go to our second to last segment of the night. And that's going to be our question of the week. Now, Brad, do you want to do our monkey night fight promo with that voice with this music? I don't have any. Uh, David, cut it, it off, copy. man. We got copyrights going on. That's true. <laughs> our question of the week is sponsored by Monkey Knife Fight. Triple Play Fantasy is an official affiliate to Monkey Knife Fight, the fastest growing sports betting site in the United States. New depositors receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 using promo code Triple Play. So do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, please. It would make Brad happy and you want to see Brad smile. So there we go. Uh, Johnny, what's our question this week? Because I usually am going to read it, but I don't have it. So. So in honor of Sam Darnold looking fantastic, I just want to know like who is like the like the best quarterback that Adam Gase could have ruined. Like who's who's the best quarterback Adam Gase could have just completely wiped their career free? Got to be wow. Peyton Manning. I think no, he was he was a, he, he coached him and Peyton Manning didn't screw up. So incorrect. Oh, oh I, thought, no, I thought you were saying no. I thought you were saying the best quarterback he coached that he oh, oh, who could overcome. Screwed. Oh no, no. I just meant hypothetically, if he coached Brett Favre, would he screw up Brett Favre? Like who's the best quarterback oh, he would have screwed up? Can I say anybody? I feel like anybody in that system. Even can you imagine yeah. if Patrick Mahomes? You can drafted, say anybody. Can, can you imagine if Patrick Mahomes went to the Jets and he was the coach there? That's the thing. Like Pat Mahomes, he's one of those guys that like he's benefited specifically because of Andy Reid and like how Thank his, you. his Eric Bieniemy, yeah, it's the only reason yeah, he's good. Yeah. Otherwise he'd be Geno Smith. <laughs> I mean, like, I, imagine I think, if he went to like Washington. Like I think I don't think I think you're on a team like the Jets, they're not gonna have the coaches that are gonna help work with your mechanics the right way. You know, the footwork, the mechanics, like Mahomes I think would have made like flashy plays. 
but I think he would have had a lot more like one touchdown, three interception games. He would make those like one or two throws. You'd be like, oh my God. But then he would turn the ball over a ton. I think like the Chiefs made it where he had his, the proper mechanics that he needed to have. I mean, you I'm also big. have Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. I'm too. not big on mechanics. I, that dude throws sidearmed and blindfolded. He throws it underhand. Yeah. I, love it. I, I think of mechanics like the same way as like a jump shot. Some dudes have ugly jump shots, but it goes in. Like I, I think it's all about production, and uh, I think Mahomes specifically benefited from those that that offense, those weapons, and having freedom. So I don't know. That's a good question, Johnny. Michael, I usually start with the guess for this one, but I wanted to give you a second to think about it here. Do you have an answer? Yeah, I like this. Can you imagine the disaster that would be if Adam Gase coached Lamar Jackson? Oh, that's, Ooh, oh that's a God. great that's answer. Good. Wow. Because he would be telling him, don't run, don't run, throw the ball, throw the ball. Crash <laughs> wow. receivers. I mean, I, I will say this. The Baltimore Ravens do a good job of disguising Lamar Jackson's, you know, in effect, the things that he doesn't do well, and they design their offense really, really well. And, I mean, look. they're Roman is a man. He, he is. He is, and I'll tell you what. Which is what everybody should do, right? Like, why aren't you? Why isn't every offense highlighting their their best players' talents? Because NFL coaches are smarter than us, and they have yeah. No, no, they're not. (laughs) They won't. They won't. But I I just think that would be just the biggest train wreck ever. Um, Probably worse than when Mike Shanahan ruined RG 3s career. I mean, as an Eagles fan, when he came in and lit it up his rookie year, I'm like, it's over. This next, the next 10 years belong to Washington, and that poor guy got hurt. Shanahan rushed him back, and he just wasn't the same ever since. So, yeah, also, Doc, there's a you... good storyline. I'm sorry to interrupt, David. You gotta, you guys gotta try to find this. There's a storyline where I think Kyle Shanahan quit in Washington, or it was Cleveland, or somewhere. He was brought RG3 in, might have been Cleveland. He wanted to run a specific type of offense. And the coaching staff and the owner was like, no, we don't do that here. So he's like, well, you guys aren't going to win by doing it this way with these players. So I'm going to split. Um, that, I, sorry, I know that's partial information, but um, makes me respect Kyle Shanahan a little bit more. Yeah, oh, until like yesterday. He's, he's sweet talking you, Doc. <laughs> I um, love Shanahan, to be honest. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. He, he's, a smart, he's a smart coach, but he gets too full of himself sometimes. He gets too I, fancy. I will bet against him in the Super Bowl. That's what. That's ah, good way. call. Yeah, no, no, you got you got to you got to live bet the opposing team going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, Doc, did you have an answer, or, or was the Lamar Jackson one stole the show? I don't oh, know. Lamar Jackson stole the show. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he can beat that. Yeah, that's, that's a mic drop one there. Let's go to the last segment of the night, and that's going to be our game of the week. All right, our game of the week. Johnny's hosting, and uh, David, those... you tell him the game of the week. You think you can guess what it is? Is it not what I think it is? No, it is. It's philosopher quotes or coach quotes. What I do is I give you a quote. It's either by a NFL coach, past or present, or a philosopher imparting some wisdom because NFL coaches are just modern day philosophers when they're giving their press conferences. 
And uh, you get an extra point if you get the coach and or philosopher. So you can get two points a question. I do not keep track of your score because I'm not your mother. And we'll get right into it. All right. How many do we have? We have five. I only I only do five now because 10 was becoming a lot of like philosophy learning. I was like reading books. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the uh, first one is I cannot teach anybody anything. I can only make them think. And we'll start with you, David. That's definitely a coach. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say Don Shula. Doc. Can you read it one more time? I cannot teach anybody anything. I can only make them think. Uh, Coach Lombardi. Brad? I'm going to go philosopher Descartes. Last one. I'm going to say philosopher. I'm not going to guess any, although I can't teach anyone anything. I don't know anything. <laughs> sounds like something Adam Gaze would say. Just the first part. I cannot teach anyone anything. I cannot teach anyone anything. <laughs> That's funny. It is a philosopher. It is Socrates. Mm. So hot start for everybody. I'm glad I got you guys with one at least. We had a couple bad rounds where you guys were getting them. You know, well, weeks, Doc weeks and I past. both. Doc and I both didn't get that one. I know that's what I was saying. I was happy because oh. you guys have been doing a little bit too well recently. So I didn't, didn't really like it. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so the next one is a man can be destroyed, but never be defeated. We'll start with you, doc. I'm going to go coach and I'm going to say Tomlin. That's a good one. Brad, what do you think? Oh, um, I'm going to go coach and I'm going to say, Jimmy Johnson. Michael? Give me coach, and I'm going to go. Vince Lombardi. I'm going to go philosopher Plato. Nothing makes me happier than when Dave gets off to a terrible start here. That was a coach. That was John Harbaugh. (laughs) Nothing makes me happier. The uh, Uh, the comeback is real. Here we go. The next one is the best fighter is never angry. Brad? I'm going to say philosopher. And I'm going to go Plato. Mike? Let's let's go coach. I'm going to go buddy Ryan. Philosopher Aristotle. And then Doc? Philosopher, and this is where you drop a Lao Tzu. Hey, yes, I did, Eric. Well done. The mind game, Is it a Lao baby. Tzu? Yeah, it's Lao Tzu. You got it. Nice. Mike, I've, I didn't know. I think I knew one philosopher before we ever started playing this game, and now I know like 10 just because of, <laughs> I'm, I'm learning while we play. You guys yeah, are educated. This is great. Next one for is... Philosophers. <laughs> the next one is the, the Lord doesn't always take you in a straight line. He tests you sometimes. Michael? All right, so I'm going to say not a philosopher because a lot of philosophers were probably BC era. So I'm going to say a coach. Let's see. Man, who is a guy? Man, I don't know. I'm having a hard time thinking of a coach name here. I'm just going to go with a coach. Sorry. (laughs) Give me a half point if it's right. How's that sound? Uh, I'm going to go coach. 
and I'm gonna go wait. No, um, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, what's his name? Why well, can't think? If it's the guy that I'm thinking of, I can't even uh think of his name. I'm just Don't gonna say Cody. Oh, the guy. The guy. I'll say <laughs> the the big tuna. What's his name again? Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells. Thank you, Coach Bill Parcells. I'm gonna go, Coach Mike Ditka. I'm gonna go, Coach, and I'm gonna say um, Lombardi. That is Coach Tony Dungy. I oh my uh, god, Tony Dungy that was original. the other one on the tip of my tongue. I swear to God. Oh my God! I I don't believe you, David. I, swear, no, I mean, I, I, I mean David, you're not David. You're not going to win anyway, so it didn't matter. I yeah, everybody, four. go around, say your score, so we can see where we're at. I have two, David. Eric, I got four. Eric got, Eric got, I got four. One question, David. That's embarrassing. Mike, how many points I I, you at? I think I have just one. Also, so the last up, one for all the marbles man. between. What were you saying, Mike? Looking up philosophers, uh, just so I had some names. They have Karl Marx on here. I don't know if I really feel <laughs> super comfortable with that one, but uh, he's definitely a philosopher. <laughs> Economic philosophy. Yeah, I guess that's true. That actually does make sense. Then. All right, let's do this. So last the one. last one for all the marbles with uh, Eric and Brad tied. I guess David could tie them technically. Um, everything we hear is an opinion, not a fact. Everything we see is perspective, not the truth. And I forget who we're starting with, so we'll just start with Eric. I'll go philosopher Confucius. I'm going to say philosopher. Okay, no, I'm not. I'm actually going to say coach, and then I'll (laughs) say um, Tomlin. I'll go philosopher Plato. I'm going to go philosopher Epicurus. Wow, look at you. I, have, I know I have used him before, but this is Marcus Aurelius, ah. uh, a philosopher, not a coach. So Eric wins. I almost wanted to do just I, like a stupid quote John Gruden had the other day where he said, I, I felt tanked. like a cat. I lived nine times. <laughs> I tanked. I tanked so he'd have a winner because I, I knew yeah. I wasn't going to get the right one. So that's hey. a, you get a half a win, Doc. <laughs> Eric, do you, you really want your guy? Of course, one person cheer, baby. Yay! Thank nice you job. for the constant support. The only person in my corner at all times. There you go. Day. Always there for you. Well, Michael, on that note, really appreciate you coming on the show tonight. A ton of fun Thanks, having really. you here and all your insight. Can you make sure you plug everything to our audience about where they can find you and all the great stuff that you do? Sure. You can find me over on Twitter at Rewind CEO. Like I say on my show, I would much rather you follow me over at Dynasty Rewind. Uh, we will be recording tomorrow night. We'll be live at nine o'clock. Do you guys know if the Twitter thing is fixed now where you can it's see not. comments? It's not. not. I was told it was. Twitter, do better. You knew it was coming. Come on, StreamYard. You guys got to work better together. Uh, but anyway, we're going to be live uh, on Twitter, Facebook. If it's working again at Twitch tomorrow night. Uh, we have a Patreon. Check it out. It's five bucks a month. Extra bonus stuff, written content, uh, bonus podcasts, and a group chat, which I actually participate in sometimes. So check this out. Wait, you participate in that group chat? Begrudgingly, yes. I have to. <laughs> I was told that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, again, make sure you follow Michael if you're not already. He's an absolute great follow on Twitter and uh, one of the best guys out there. We're real happy we got, finally got you on. I know we've been trying to get this figured out for a while, so I'm glad we finally made it happen. Check out Dynasty Rewind if you have not already. And uh, everybody that tuned in, appreciate you listening, watching, however you consume Triple Play Fantasy. 
next week. I know I teased her last week, but she's actually going to be coming on next week. That is Jennifer Pianchetti. She is part of Sports Illustrated. She also Sirius XM on air host. Uh, another great person in this industry, part of Tower Wars. Make sure you stay tuned for her next week. Until then, make sure you stay safe out there. Enjoy your seven hours of commercial-free football. And we're going to make like a bread truck and haul these buns. Catch you guys in the next one.